Let's go. This is the Hub Podcast with Louise Clark. So, Kira, I suppose I wanted to ask you, this week there were a couple of changes to current restrictions and I'm wondering if you could maybe tell uh, tell us about those. Yeah, of course. Um, so, it's important to start off by saying that everyone is urged to stay in their home wherever possible until Monday, the 18th of May. Um, staying at home is really the best way to minimise the risk of COVID-19 to friends, families and communities. And measures um, that were initially in place have been extended because they're making a huge difference in reducing the spread of COVID-19 in Ireland. Staying in means staying in control of this outbreak and pandemic. And the changes, uh, the couple of changes to public health guidelines that came into place on Tuesday, the 5th of May this week were, number one, that people can go up to five kilometres from their home to exercise. And those who are cocooning can leave their home for exercise as long as they avoid all contact with other people. Brilliant. And what about getting tested for COVID-19? Has there been any changes on this? So I suppose it's important to start off, first of all, by just mentioning kind of the the steps in getting tested for COVID-19. So COVID-19 testing in the community comprises several steps. And these include, for example, to start off the referral of a person for testing by a medical professional and the scheduling and acceptance of an appointment to attend and undergo testing taking the sample um, and that could be either in a community sampling facility or um, potentially in in a place of residence then testing of that swab at the laboratory facility communicating uh, of the results to the individual and then contact tracing in the event of a positive result Um, and I suppose it's just important to lay out those steps for people so that they understand the the, the pathway through which that happens and the current advice regarding testing is that people should phone their GP to be assessed for a coronavirus test if they are in one of, of these two situations so number one, if a person suddenly were to experience um, one of fever, cough or shortness of breath and there was no other obvious cause, they should uh, phone their GP. And the second situation is if a person had been in close contact with someone they think or know has coronavirus in the last 14 days and they suddenly experience um, one of the following symptoms. So fever, cough, shortness of breath, um, a blocked nose or kind of sinus, stuffy or runny nose, sore throat or wheezing. And in either of those situations, if that applies to a person, um, as many people are aware, they should self-isolate and they should phone their GP. Um, it's important to phone your GP as opposed to going to GP surgery or pharmacy or hospital because the GP can assess you over the phone and decide if a test needs to be arranged. Brilliant. And I know we've spoken about this, um, you know, in previous weeks, but how can we all protect ourselves and others from COVID-19? Yeah, this is really, really important. And we know that what we've done so far has made a measurable and and positive impact on the spread and burden of COVID-19 in Ireland. But we can't afford to get complacent because we can save lives every single day just by following public health advice. I'll focus on kind of two key messages on this. Number one, as many people have heard me say before, but is staying at home. And as I said, everyone is urged to stay in their homes wherever possible to help slow the spread of coronavirus. Me to stay home um, in all circumstances except in certain situations which have been specified specified by the government, such as to travel to and from work where work is considered an essential service. And the full list of those services is on the Department of Health website. Uh, Working in an essential shop, bank or post office. And again, the full list of those is on the Department of Health website as well. To buy medicines, food or other health products for yourself, family or someone who is vulnerable or cocooning. To attend medical appointments. Um, provide for family reasons, including like, caring for children, elderly or vulnerable people, but obviously excluding social family visits, and to exercise within five kilometres of the home. And again, people need to remember that they should not exercise with people outside of the household. 
And if people do have to leave home, obviously, as we're all aware, it's really important to, um, you know, stick to strict social or physical distancing if outside the home. Um, the second key thing I want to say as well is, as we've all heard at this stage, but good hygiene and hand washing is really, really important. So it's key that we wash our hands properly and often. If someone is coughing or sneezing, they should cover their mouth and nose with a tissue or a sleeve and put any used tissues into a bin and wash their hands. And cleaning and disinfecting frequently touch surfaces is important as well. And then the don'ts, I guess, are not uh, making sure we don't touch eyes, nose or or mouth if our hands aren't clean and not sharing objects that touch our mouth, such as bottles or cups. And people can read more about the most up-to-date advice, including what I've said and a few other bits and pieces on the HSE website. Brilliant. I know there's a lot of information about COVID-19 out there um, and we're all keen to make sure that we use trusted, really credible sources like we've been pushing people to the HSE website to make sure that they stay informed. But do you have any tips for spotting and dealing with fake health information during the pandemic? I know that there's been a lot of social media, maybe, um, you know, Instagram especially. Um, I I, I absolutely hate to see, you know, celebrities endorsing things that are just it's fake news. Yeah, it can be really challenging, especially when we're all probably feeling a bit overwhelmed by information at the moment. Um, I suppose the first thing to say is that for those in Ireland, the HSE website, www.hse.ie, is is your go-to. So I suppose in terms of um, fake health information, some online content can contain misinformation, also known as fake news. And that could be information that is completely false not fully accurate or not supported by experts. Um, and obviously health is important to everyone and that's why false or misleading health information is a big problem. And it's really important that we question where information has come from and help stop the spread of misinformation by learning how to spot it, not believing it and not sharing it with others. Because it can have, um, you know, pretty serious implications. It might lead to people giving um, the wrong, it might give a person the wrong advice about how best to manage their health and well-being. And it might, um, you know, it might uh, lead to people making the wrong decisions about their health and cause unnecessary worry and confusion. There's a couple of tips that I'd like to share. So first of all, number one is question the source. So question the source of information and identify who the author is and are they trustworthy? And if you're not sure, then look for more information or have a look at the HSE website. Number two is, I suppose, find other sources of information. So, um, you know, comparing them with, with something that you're concerned about and, and fact checking, checking the HSE website to see what's being said. Um, not sharing chain messages is very, very important. Um, really important people don't share chain messages with health related information and um, without a trusted source. Um, talk to the sender potentially if you think you've received an inaccurate message, speak to the person who sent it and maybe highlight that that information might not be accurate and direct them to the HSE website, for example, for those in Ireland. Um, considering, obviously, the intention of a message as well, so there might, in some instances, be a financial motive or an attempt to deceive people, or it could just be, for example, trolling. Um, and then finally, speak with family and friends about social media messages or online discussions that you're concerned about, and make sure people close to you aren't putting their trust in false information. Definitely, yeah. I know that makes so much sense. Where is the best place to go to keep up to date with information um, as this evolves in Ireland? So as always, my answer stays the same, www.hsc.ie. Uh, the coronavirus webpage there is updated almost every, probably every day, really. And it's a really, really useful um, resource for, for us all to stay up to date and stay informed without feeling overwhelmed, I think.
brilliant and I think if anybody is looking for a little bit of downtime this weekend if they're looking for you know maybe to read up on a lot of information um, that you have on your social media I know you've been really really great over the last couple of weeks um, you know and months um, updating people on you know both coronavirus related stuff and of course your well-being um, and uh, where is the best place that we can find all of that because um, you know you have the uh, the health and wellness side and of course you're working in public health as well I don't know when you sleep Kira. <laughs> Yeah, I need a 25th hour in the day, I think, maybe a 26th as well. Um, so, I, yeah, obviously, as I said, the HSE webpage is people go to to stay up to date on COVID-19 information in Ireland. Um, if people want to check out my blog, it is the www.theirishbalance.com and my Instagram is at the Irish Balance. And people can also find my podcast, the Irish Balance podcast on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts or Podbean. Brilliant, Kira. As always, it's so great to have you on the show. And uh, listen, I look forward to catching up with you again. And I hope you get a little bit of downtime this weekend. Looking forward to it too. Chat next week. The Hub Podcast. Subscribe now at iradio.ie.